0: You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Hello, thanks for listening to another episode of Conversationalist Podcast. I'm Jesse, and I am here with Ben. How's it going? Who's this? Is his first time on Usually it's Amanda But Amanda's no shit about Airsoft And this is going to be an all Airsoft podcast And I barely know shit about Airsoft
1: i <laughs> <laughs> been playing for two and a half years And I still don't know anything but I barely know anything
0: <laughs> And so uh, this is going to be episode 17 um, Airsoft edition, all Airsoft It's going to be nothing related to movies Comic conventions, none of that shit So um, all Airsoft So if you don't like Airsoft, don't know what Airsoft is might want to tune out of this episode because it'll bore you to death. If you do like Airsoft or you want to know what it is, then stay tuned. And we will fucking tell you mostly of what you may need to know. I don't know. We're not going to get into the origins. But (laughs) it'll be some cool shit related to Airsoft. So, um, first topic we're going to go over is uh, something I found on the uh, Hollywood Sports Park website. I had heard about it, but actually realized that it's associated with Hollywood Sports Park, and it's called Paintball Soft. Have you heard of Paintball Soft? No. You have? I mean, when you hear Paintball Soft, what
1: comes to mind? What do you think it is? Uh, cross of paintball and airsoft, you got <laughs> fucking <laughs> I don't know water droplet freaking BBs. Have you seen those Nerf guns that shoot those little like uh, little, little water pellets? Oh right, yeah. I know what you're talking that's about. That's what I, I, I think, think about those, when like, I hear paintball soft. Yeah, I've seen those at Target. Yeah, I think yeah. So
0: <laughs> I guess that makes sense. No, that's actually uh, so uh, this is pulled right off the website. Um, it says paintball soft was designed and created by Giant Sports, the world's premier paintball and airsoft uh, parks. Um, paintball soft is a type of paintball game utilizing the newest and lightest paintball equipment along with an exciting new paintball format played at giant sports parks only um, uh, let's see kind of I want to read this whole fucking thing it says paintball soft is ideally structured to cater to a very specific demographic of paintball community namely new players youth and or co-ed corporate groups um, these players represent a small niche of the player base um, that are looking for less impact and lower cost Thank version you. of paintball using a 50 caliber paintball and paintball soft doesn't hurt. So <laughs> it's the ideal game for all ages and people. Which translates into like, this is a game for noobs, right? Yeah. It's. Pussies. <laughs> okay. <I'm> yeah, gonna... <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you can't
1: take a hit, then why even try? I mean, yeah, paintballs game... hurt. Airsoft, it, BBs hurt sometimes. You know? Well, isn't that like kind of the motivation to not yeah. get shot? Don't get to, shot, like... you won't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's you, like saying I want to play with the taser, but I want somebody else to tase me because I, I don't know how well it's gonna feel.
0: Yeah, that's I guess I, don't know. I mean, I know they're trying to draw in people that wouldn't otherwise play, so it's a money thing. I mean, what isn't a money thing when it has to do with the business? Bring your but... kids
1: out, you can shoot them.
0: That's <laughs> yeah, like if you want little Johnny to not be scared of like normal paintball stuff, <laughs> then just like right before the game, just pull out the gun and fucking pop him one. And he'll be like, not he won't be scared anymore, or he'll he'll be so scared that he won't want to play anymore. I guess it go either way. So, um, so some of the benefits of Paintball Soft in this format are as follows. This is basically like what they're explaining is great about Paintball Soft. It says it's more economically friendly. There's less weight per ball, which means less impact on the player. So, apparently, paintballs are super heavy and tedious, and the uh, weight factor is a big deal. So much so that it's listed in the bullet points. Uh, Professional-level paint quality that rivals that of a high-end, 68-caliber tournament paintball. Mm. I guess. I mean... If it's made by a same manufacturer that makes any of the paintballs that are used in any type of tournament play, you know, I mean, wouldn't it be an equivalent? I mean, I don't think it would necessarily surpass anything that's being used in any sort of paintball tournament play. I mean, how would that be? Like, is there, like, a company that came out with, like, 50 caliber exclusive paintballs that are just fucking magic you know like it's a magic ball you know it's so much it's so good it's so good not even the professionals want to touch this uh, like I, it's i don't know i mean maybe they're just uh, oh oh and the other point lighter equipment to lessen the load on players uh, what? people players don't fucking wear anything anyways they wear fucking cargo pants goddamn jersey a they mask. wear <laughs> fucking masks. They carry a gun that's got like a tank on it. And then they might wear like a belt that's got like a couple of fucking tubes of paint. So like, you're not wearing. Okay, this isn't just as an airsofter. This isn't even just like airsoft's so fucking bitching because we fucking wear all this stuff. But like, in airsoft, you have like a fucking chest rig. You got a radio. You have fucking magazine upon magazine for your airsoft gun. You have the airsoft gun, which is typically. Like, some sort of steel or metal variant gun that weighs between, like, five and eight pounds, depending on what it is you have. I mean, the gun that we have in front of us that we're going to review here later is is, is rocking about seven pounds. Oh, okay. okay. So, you know, you have all of that stuff. <clears throat> you have boots, knee pads. I mean, if you're <laughs> fucking super high speed, I'll make fun of you. Elbow pads. <laughs> you know, a fucking helmet with, like, a chin strap or some shit. I mean, it, it, the list goes on and on. And oh, yeah. To be like, the, you know, oh, we don't want to fucking impact you because, uh, you know, the shit's heavy. First off, like Ben pointed out earlier, if you're fucking too scared to get shot by a paintball, like, why would you be out there? Two, if you don't want to carry stuff because it's heavy...
1: <laughs> I maybe, don't know what to say to that.
0: Yeah. Uh, maybe don't play at all. I mean, that kind of goes back to point A. Don't play. Um, so... It goes on Hollywood sports business or er, correction Hollywood sports believes that fifty caliber um, can offer the same benefits and excitement of a sixty eight caliber paintball, but with added bonuses for the youth and new player market with fifty caliber <laughs> Hollywood sports Park will now be able to place new youth and mixed gender groups in a separate 50 caliber parties so that these players will be able to enjoy the less cost and low impact format then as these players continue to play and grow in the sport they will be able to use the 50 caliber paintballs uh format to expand their skills before eventually making the transition to 68 caliber paintballs so for they're basically her pleasure
1: <laughs> oh wrong wrong topic sorry. no
0: it's like they're making it sound like it's fucking AAA ball or something. Something. You're, like, you're, you're a AAA ball player when you're playing the 50-cal league, and then then you go pros when you're getting the 68-cal. I mean... 50s is just a minor, so it's, 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 fucking, it's nothing. It's fucking paintball. Like, it's still <laughs> fucking paintball. What? I mean, I understand there's going to be some sort of... There's less impact because the mass of the ball is smaller and therefore is going to hurt less. But they're basically saying that it's not going to hurt at all. It's, it says right there,
1: paintball soft doesn't hurt. Um,
0: a projectile to
1: flying at you. Either way, it's going to have a, some sort of sting to it. Yeah, presumably
0: There's, it's going to be going the same fucking yeah. you know feet per second as any other paintball, like you know somewhere you know three hundred or less. And so you, you get that thing bare skin or wherever it's hitting, it's probably still going to fucking sting a little.
1: I you know whether it's
0: fifty cal or sixty eight cal. I don't think it makes much of a difference. I mean, I guess the significance to me isn't there, but they're making it seem like it's night and day.
1: I don't know. I think it's kind of dumb. Well, for someone who's played paintball and then, you know, done other stuff, and it's... Well, and we don't have this in our show notes, but
0: it basically says that it's super cheap. It's pointing out that it's cheap and it's like you know not doesn't you know you're not having to worry about the weight you're not having to worry about the pain you're not having to worry about
1: this or that. The price um, isn't that cheap, dude. Then but don't you have to buy a, a new gun to shoot the fifty caliber, or do you have yeah. to get a new barrel? You probably will probably have to get like some sort of fucking barrel that has like you know that because like on
0: a gun that I have that I haven't really used in a long time because I haven't played paintball in a long time. Um, my AK Excalibur. I have what's called a stiffy switch barrel, and um, it's like a carbon fiber barrel. And so the stiffy switch barrel has two pieces, um, and I have about, like, it's like four or five different connectors that, you know, are at the base of the gun. And so basically, like, this is more of an issue. I mean, I guess it could apply to Airsoft, but it's not so much. It's like, obviously, there's different quality Airsoft BBs, and so you could say, oh, this BB's garbage, or this BB works better in my gun, and so the same applies with paint. You might use like, let's say, I don't even know if they fucking make PMI paintballs anymore. I've been out of the game so long, but you know, like a PMI paintball would work great in my gun. But then if I switched to like Diablo paint, which again I don't know if they fucking make it anymore, it would. It was kind of weird because even though it's a sixty-eight caliber ball, um, it didn't fit my barrel so well. So I could actually take off the half part. And then screw it into my gun and I can actually fit the ball to the, um, I guess, like, the end of uh of the barrel. So I can, like, I basically drop the paintball down the, the, the barrel and then, like, if it fell all the way through, it didn't have a good fit. And if I dropped it into the barrel and it kind of just stuck just a little bit, that let me know that it was a good fit. And so then I'd screw that one into my gun and then attach the rest of the barrel so that it had a... A clean fit and so I imagine that you can probably do that you know when you're using a 50 to 68 but that's like a huge kind of a big difference so yeah, might kind of rattle around in a barrel it's a little wider I don't know I'm not super familiar with like how that would work I imagine there's not like different hardware being used I imagine maybe it's like some sort of like barrel variation or or some shit but uh uh, the packages aren't even cheap though. Okay, so their, I think their entry level package that I saw was like thirty nine bucks. It had the gun, all day air, a mask, and like two hundred rounds of paint. Thirty nine bucks. Two hundred rounds? That's it? Two hundred fucking rounds of paint for thirty nine bucks. <laughs> and then if you uh, if you got the fifty nine dollar package, you got the fucking goggles. The gun, all day air, and a thousand rounds of paint for fifty nine bucks. When we go out and play airsoft, we pay twenty dollars. And guess what? I mean, paint. I mean, like airsoft, you might you might buy like a a bag or a bottle of fucking BBs that you know might vary between like four thousand and five thousand rounds, depending on what weight you get. But You don't use that many BBs in a day. You might use a third of them. If you're fucking crazy, you know, trigger happy, you might go through (laughs) half of them. I've done that before. Yeah, you know, but like going through 5,000 in a day, you're either running a saw or you're really fucking just like.
1: High cap cap on an AK, man. Yeah, Yeah, you're just just flies.
0: You're just fucking just being crazy. So um, the idea that one, it doesn't hurt seems to be bullshit to me. (laughs) Two, that, like, somehow the original fucking paintball gear is, like, so heavy that it has to be, like, reduced again. And, it's fucking retarded. It's plastic. Yeah. Well, it depends. Some some guns are hip metal. But still, like... You're seeing That's some high... That's some high-level bitch-assness. You gotta be, like, oh, super heavy, like... I gotta have something that weighs, like, way less. You know? That's... No. And then, three, that it's cheaper... Uh, how much does the fucking package cost for fucking a thousand rounds with a mask and a fucking beat uh and a paintball gun? If the fifty cal s- setup is fifty nine dollars, how much is a fucking thousand rounds is of sixty eight with a fucking paintball gun and a mask and all day air? Jesus, I mean, like, so what would it be? Like fifteen bucks more? So if you're talking about like saying, I mean, I'm just guessing, just throwing a ballpark figure out there, but if that shit's fifty nine. And you can conservatively guesstimate that you're saving that fifteen bucks if you went seventy five dollars for a day, dude, to go fucking play for a little while and then not even like not even like you'd want to. You can't play like you'd want to. You'd have to be ultra conservative because you only have a thousand rounds. And
1: right, everybody's you're gonna... name on the paintballs. Oh fuck dude It's like (laughs) Yeah Hang on This one It's got your name on it I'm gonna put it in (laughs) Yeah it's crazy dude You're like
0: shooting Nickels at people And dimes at people It's crazy I mean maybe Okay it's Hollywood Sports Park though We're not their demographic Obviously They got all kinds Of little rich fuckers That are showing up there Yeah You know like You know Burning through Hundreds of dollars Because I mean Some of those people That are showing up They're probably Dumping boxes of paint Yeah you know? I mean, because if you watch fucking paintball videos and people are doing that, like,
1: you know, super. Uh, <laughs> you can go through a th- thousand rounds in like, what, a minute? Two minutes?
0: Oh, dude. They're, just, you know, just double triggering it, fucking <clears throat> double finger trigger, fucking, <laughs> brrr, you know, rocking the trigger, all yeah. that bullshit. It's, it's insane. So, I don't know. I, I mean, paintball soft, maybe it'll help grow the sport of paintball, which is slowly dying. As more people decide that Airsoft is bitching And, uh, super cool Although Airsoft has its own bad rap Because everybody thinks that People who fucking play Airsoft are like Uh, you know, pretending to be war veterans i war and, hero Yeah, we're, we're all We're all trying to steal valor <laughs> And, uh, you know, we're, we're all We're all, we all just fucking Wish we could be in the military But we couldn't cut it So we fucking decided to play Airsoft, like It's none of those things. Like, it's a fucking hobby like everything else. Fucking play. It's like how... Man, when you were little, who didn't fucking play like cowboys and Indians? Like, you always had fucking cowboys and Indians. And all we do is go out and fucking play America versus the rest of the world. (laughs) You know? (laughs) We fucking play Americans versus jihadis and all that kind of bullshit. You know? Yeah, we're fucking adults and, yeah, we dress up and fucking play with expensive-ass toys. But it's that's our prerogative. Fun. It's fucking America.
1: Oh, yeah. I use my
0: money on whatever the fuck I want to use it on. <laughs> so, uh, I guess we kind of beat that topic to death. <laughs> Let's move on. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. So, uh, next, um, I actually got this off of The Beast 3D House of Soft at Scoop It. And I actually saw this several days ago and I really want to talk about it. Kind of on a paintball soft level. It's called Speed QB. Now you hear Speed QB, what are you thinking, Ben?
1: I'm thinking (laughs) ski mask with a freaking snow freaking beanie with a bobble on the top, running around with some lugs, battery. Oh, wait, no, it's is paintball, right? (laughs) (laughs) You don't even know what it is. I don't know what the hell it is. Is it paintball? Is it airsoft? What the fuck is
0: it? Um... So It's super fast <laughs> Basically what I saw From watching a, a video of what this speed Q B shit is Is that It's uh It's like um oh, God damn it It's like uh okay. Well it does look pretty lame Um it's uh <laughs> Um god damn it It's basically like Speedball okay. It's like Speedball in a real small arena Each team starts on one end you have like a handful of players, you know, maybe like seven players or whatever on each side, and head to head in a small CQB environment, running high speed with fucking die I4 masks and rocking fucking polar stars. Um, you know, going head to head like you would in paintball, doing speedball, but speed QB, basically speed soft, which is, I mean, it's basically Speedsoft. Like, everybody knows it it's Speedsoft, but they call it SpeedQB. And, crazily, they fucking trademarked the, the, the word SpeedQB. And, uh... This, so, this is what it is. I took it off the... I took this off of their site as they explain what SpeedQB is. It says, The Culture. SpeedQB is a... What did I say... I don't know if I said QV or fucking QB. So, SpeedQB... Is a fast paced style of airsoft first developed in Southern California. <laughs> well, that's no fucking shock. We always talked about this yeah. on our other podcast, um, which deals specifically in airsoft only. Um, speed QB is a teamwork centric, high speed style of playing airsoft. Speed QB foregoes traditional limitations with a focus on creativity, efficiency, and team chemistry. Like, doesn't. All those things apply to like any sort of fucking MilSim variant game you play. You have to have, you know, focus and creativity to (laughs) problem solve when you're dealing with different situations. Even if you're
1: chemistry, right? Oh god.
0: (laughs) So, uh, format Speed QB has progressed into an organized system for hosting team versus team games, complete with a field configuration, rules and regulations, point system and penalties. See our Speed QB format page for details. I didn't go to that fucking page. <laughs> I was like, nope. So, this, uh, tournament. Um, after a quarterly round of SpeedQB invitationals in 2015, the first official Speed QB tournament will be held in July 2016 in Southern California at Tax City South in Fullerton, California. So, that's in their little events section of their Speed QB site. Um now now they now their other bullet point is family. We're all different in our own way. The connecting <laughs> bond between Speed QB players sums up what Speed QB is. Our style is a true echo of what happens on the field, nothing else. What the fuck? Dude, I <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this is the first time I read this, and I'm just like, what the fuck ever.
1: Nothing else. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I'm at a loss, Ben. You got anything? Because no. I'm fucking just like... <laughs> so, the first official Speed QB tournament is July 31st at Tac City in Fullerton. Um, obviously, this is taken off a little bit, it seems, in at least Southern California. I mean, because... Obviously, if there's enough participants playing in other fields, that
1: they were able to get to like a quarterfinal final. They're getting a... kicked off of regular fields for being like that, so they have to find their own game. Right, their you know, own ways, their own field. We talked about this
0: um, on the Griller Soft Radio podcast. We talked about what what field was it that was in Lake Elsinore where the fighting happened? Do you remember what that so, field was?
1: Is that Viper? No. No, that's, um, an, that's,
0: an, uh, that's way down south. Um, anyways, but there was there's this field that was in Lake Elsinore where there was a big fucking fight that happened. Jericho. Jericho. Jericho Airsoft Field. Yeah, so that's the field where there's a bunch of fighting happened. And so it wasn't too long later that um, they tried to rectify the situation. And um, basically what Jericho decided to do was basically to ban that form of play from their field. They fancied themselves uh, a Milsim field, and they wanted to have Milsim-type games that were played. A lot of people on Facebook pages and shit were like, you know, fucking Jericho is like anything but a Milsim field. Their shit's weak. You know, Their objective, you know, objects are fucking tennis balls, and, you know, they don't really, you know, get, like, too involved with, like, you know, like, props and stuff like that, which, I mean... You make it the game what you want Want to make it. I mean, obviously, you know, if you're running a field and, you, you know, your sole income is airsoft, you may not be rolling in the dough, you know, to be <laughs> able to afford to fucking go out and buy all kinds of special objects that are either going to get fucking damaged by, you know, fucking dick-fingered airsoft players that don't give a shit about the stuff that they're handling because they didn't fucking pay for it, or they're not going to return it, or any number of fucking things that happen... You know, if you want your stuff to not get damaged, fucked up, or lost, you might have to have, like, a shitload of staff kind of fucking chicken-hawking, like, every object that's on the field, and, like, who can afford that? So, um, anyways, Jericho ended up banning that type of play. They basically said, hey, look, if you fucking want to play that way, you want to play all super aggressive and be running and gunning and fucking shooting all high RPS and doing all this bullshit, don't come to our field, And, um, you know, some people were, you know, and when we talked about this before, it was kind of like, you know, is that the way you solve it? Maybe it is, you know, because if you have like 80 percent of people that show up to the field, they want to play Milsom games, they want to be tactical, that want to, you know, you know, kind of take things a little slower or just be more realistic about it, as opposed to guys that don't care how many times they die because they're just going to keep fucking running out there like a kamikaze pilot and just be like burp. Burp, 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 and get a couple hits and then get shot out and or, you know, or run by 100 miles a minute and be like, oh, I didn't feel you shoot me, bro. Because I was too busy fucking running at full speed and, you know, shooting everybody at 100 RPS to be able to take notice that you fucking, you know, put a couple in my chest. And so, um, you know, that's... It, you know, it makes sense when Ben pointed that out is that, you know, maybe that is the case that people that, you know, got booted off these fields or... I mean, I'm not saying all these people that do SpeedQB are a bunch of fucking cheaters that made their own shit, but, you know, maybe they weren't feeling welcome in some of these other fields and their style of play, and so they've kind of created their own thing um, and actually just gave it a different name because, you know, we know it as Speedsoft, and it's called SpeedQB. I mean, obviously for branding, they're going to start doing tournaments, but it's popular enough because, um, you know, as we read on, it says that Speed QB is a format designed for close quarter team versus team competition. The video is a mashup of footage collected from the second and third invitationals leading up to the tournament in July 2016. So, I watched this video and oh my god, like people were getting fucking lit up. Like the way you would see um, you know in any type of speedball tournament, you know where somebody gets bunkered and you fucking see like overkill? some super, oh yeah, you see you know, you see a couple of rounds get popped on somebody getting bunkered. I mean, the bunkers are crazy. People are just like, you know, just getting getting lit up. Um, you know, but people were transitioning to pistols, and, you know, there were some people using shotguns. Um, you know, there was a lot of gas guns being used. And, uh, you know, so I was just like, God damn, you know, that that has to hurt a little. You know, I mean, obviously, like Ben pointed out, you know, if I think it's going to hurt too much, then and I got bitch ass in this, that I don't need to play the game. Because there's people <laughs> obviously there that do want to play that sort of game. Um, I just have
1: to watch my temper. <laughs> you're like god damn it! I'm fucking hit I'm like why you you taking one fucking shot you don't have to fucking light me up a million times yeah. I called it the first time give Wait, me a second to pull not, my rag you're
0: not gonna get a chance to fucking call it the first oh, time no. you get shot because there's gonna be like 10 follow up shots you'll be, like, be
1: like <laughs> you're gonna die yeah well, <laughs> like I,
0: I got lit up like that uh, when we played at New Horizon I got a fucking burst um in my oh, right god. thigh and I, and I called myself out because I was like oh fuck you know it stung and then later on when I got home, dude, it was like the it was like the size of a fucking tennis ball because I just took so many rounds at the same spot. Like, it was bleeding and bruised. Dude, like, I mean, you could still see the yeah. fucking bruise. I mean, this was in March. It's fucking June now, and you can see remnants of where I got shot still from fucking <laughs> now, March.
1: Now it looks like you just got shot yesterday with one shot. Exactly. <laughs>
0: you know, it's like, like still a fucking cut there. Like, Jesus Christ, I'm obviously not Wolverine. I don't have special fucking healing abilities. Um, but, you know, it's, it's garnered a bunch of sponsors and, you know, pretty big names, you know, that you would expect from, uh, you know, I mean, if you were going to have like a big event that, you know, you would hope that you'd get some big names like these and they have them. Um, their sponsors are Die Precision, KWA, Wolverine Airsoft. Um, it was hosted by uh, Speed CQB, which um, was working with Airsoft Extreme and Tax City. Um, AEX Airsoft Extreme. Uh, now SYG, I think, is the team that basically started Speed QB, and they're the ones that organize the games. And so, I mean, because they have a lot of links to their team page, which uh, they're on Instagram, Snapchat, and uh, Facebook under like Team uh, SYG Airsoft. So, I mean, I guess if you want more information, you can go to SpeedQB on Facebook or even check out SYG's Facebook page. Now, I mean, obviously this isn't something that interests us, but, I mean, obviously if you live in Southern California and, like, you're totally into this kind of shit, you know, check it out. I mean, especially, like, if you're going to fields where people fucking hate you, you know, because this is how you (laughs) want to play, you know, this might be right up your alley. I mean, as far as pricing and shit like that, I imagine if you go to the uh, go to the Facebook page and you know figure out where some of these qualifiers are. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's too late for the fucking tournament, but I mean, maybe you you know maybe there's something I don't know and you can still put your fucking self, you can put your name in there or put your team in there, and uh, you know try to throw your hat in there and you know see see you know test your metal against the elites of the speed QB. Um, scene i guess in southern southern california oh yeah so um we will be moving on and so uh we'll be moving on to a gun review um this is an uber late fucking review because this is um an enl airsoft aimr full steel ag this is a gen one i bought it recently um for a pretty good deal and um this gun retails for about 200 bucks right now on Red Wolf Airsoft. That's with like, I think it's like 20 to 30% off on Red Wolf Airsoft. Uh, the model is the EL A112. So it actually doesn't have any sort of stock, side folding stock. It's just completely stockless. Um, and it has um, like an integrated wood foregrip. And it might still be in stock. Um, actually, I believe it is. <laughs> um, you know, it's the all steel construction AK. Um, I got this one just because it was different. You don't see them hardly at all. You always see, like, side folding stocks or, like, fold over stocks or, like, you know, full wood stocks. And this thing just looked like, um, this thing looked like it was something like a commander would have, like something like short barreled, you know, AK, and just be, like, you know, doing whatever. Um, so I ended up going with this gun, and I- I've been pretty happy with it aesthetically. Um, it's significantly nicer than a Saima. Um, I mean, this is stamped steel. This isn't like aluminum or any sort of bullshit like that. It feels real. Yeah. Um, When it came out of the box, like it was fucking all oily and stuff. Um, The wood, the wood is like legit wood. Now, I have a, I have a Sima AK and it said it's got like, you know, like a wood grip. But when you hold, I mean, it is wood. It's just like, I got a chip on a corner of the wooden part. And it's, like, a real low-grade, like... I don't want to say it's, like, balsa wood, but it's fucking... It's definitely, like, not on the same level as the fucking wood that's on this e and I mean, this shit looks like a fucking... Like a furniture wood, you know, like a mahogany or some bullshit. Like, it's... It's really, really nice. I mean, you almost want to use, like, fucking, like, a like a furniture cleaner on it, right? I mean, it's fucking badass. I'm gonna oil the wood. <laughs> yeah, so, um... You know, the gun overall is really nice. I mean, as far as the build goes, I mean, Ben's holding it. I've I've actually, you know, had the opportunity to use it a little bit at uh, Lion Claws um, 15 um, last month. And um, I used it at one of our open play games at uh, Poso Creek in Bakersfield. Um, I mean... I mean, what do you think? I mean, you're just holding it. I don't know if i don't know if I'd actually shown you the gun or. I don't think I've actually hold it got before. to shoot
1: it, but I have. I did get to hold it. Yeah, I mean, with the
0: trigger a little bit, but you know, comparing it to like the Simba because you actually have a Simba too, although yours is the tactical one. Yeah,
1: I mean, in terms of like build quality and the body, I mean, it's pretty—it's solid. Yeah, and, and most of the time when you deal with uh, any AKs, the the bolt is usually like a lightweight, you know steel but this here's like a forged steel so it's like actually well it's got heavier. some heft to it. Yeah.
0: Even though it says it's sensitive in the manual, like you could just <laughs> you could just tell that you know, maybe not by some the comparisons of some other guns. Um now when I say it's short, it's super short. There's a um there's like a small clip on the end where a stock would go where you basically attach um you know your um your shoulder harness so that you can have the gun hang. Uh, The overall length of this gun from the back of the gun all the way to the tip is 20 and a half inches. So that's not very long at all. Um, It weighs just a shade over seven pounds. And it said out of the box it was gonna be shooting about 420 feet per second. Um, This thing actually shoots like right at 400 because when I, it recommends that you shoot uh, at least a two five gram BB out of this gun um, when, I qualif- when I When I shot the gun From my uh, x um A uh, When I had the fucking gun gr- with the x um It actually chronoed it like right at Fucking like 366 With two fives so That's like right on point Like it's right at 400 Like by translation So um, I was pretty happy with that You know you always want to get as close as you can without being a dick you know like i mean obviously like if, if it's 380 and you're some douchebag that's like trying to like pay a bunch of money to get it like that extra 20 like right at 400 eh, that's pretty lame like i don't know why you waste your money but if you can get a gun like out of the box it's already freaking shooting that that's pretty cool okay oh, yeah. um battery size it says it uses a 7.4 volt lipo or a small you know um and it, it has a small Tamaya. i swat i switched the Tamaya plugs right away and went with um Dean's plugs. Went with the Dean's plugs. It's just better connection, and it's not really that big of a deal to to make the switch. Um, and I actually use an eight point four um, stick battery in it, and it shoots pretty damn fast. Uh, I'm not really one that's into you know high RPS guns, and I don't need it to be going burp you know to shoot somebody um, with in auto with an eight point four. To me. It shoots pretty adequately. It's like right around like 13 or 14 RPS. I mean, that's fucking reasonable. Um, obviously, it's got semi and full auto modes. Now, I got the I got the version 1 um, for a couple of reasons. One, they were on sale because they have the version 2s that are out now. Um, and I didn't want to get a version 2 without having experienced a version 1 gun. Because I can't make a comparison... To how much better a version two is to a version one if I've never had a version one? Yeah. Like how can I base what I'll what I'll get from a version two if all it is from reading other people's reviews of people who've used them? So I right. I got a version one first because it just made sense to me in terms of a review. I haven't got a version two yet although I plan to. I'll probably end up getting like a full um, a full wood metal AK that's got like a wood stock like the traditional. AK-47 that, like, you see in pretty much every movie. I'm going to go with something like that. Um, it'll be a little bit more expensive because they actually charge a lot more for that fucking fancy wood. Um, but the difference between the, ver- the V1 to the V2 is that um, the gears are now made of steel, and they have 9mm radial ball bearings. Um, they feature a quick-release spring gearbox, low-resistance silver cords and switches an air seal nozzle with an O-ring, and stainless one-piece full CNC cylinder. So those are some pretty huge upgrades that oh, yeah. are going to guarantee that that gun's not going to break internally anytime soon. The best part is is that this gun's retailing right now for about 200 bucks um, on sale because of the fact that the V2s are out. This same gun in the V2 version is $267. That basically says that <clears throat> When the gun was brand new, it's the same price as the V2. The V2 is only about twenty dollars more, yeah. because this gun retails for two hundred. The version one, and it's twenty or thirty percent off, which says that new it was probably selling for like two forty seven, but the new V2 is only rocking, uh, you know, being sold at fucking two sixty seven. So you're talking about you know the gun being sold for two sixty seven. It's freaking a pretty good deal. You know, they're only charging like an extra 20 bucks to go from the V1 to the V2. And, you know, when you're talking about going from the V1 to the V2 for a $20 difference, it's not that big. It's not that, uh, one, it's not that big of a jump. But you're getting a shitload internally for that markup. So, you know, that they were able to make all those upgrades but not charge you an arm and a length for it. It's Not pretty big impressive.
1: like 300 to 400
0: bucks. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of guns that are $400. I mean, one of the most expensive guns I bought was a GMP. The GMP worked great when I had it. It was fantastic. Uh, loved everything about it. But after it broke, it was junk. It was utter junk. And it took... You know, eventually I just put... Uh, um, I have the uh, Polar Star F1 in it now. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to gut this thing because I can't save it. Um, <laughs> so... Um, you know, obviously with these E&Ls, you know, one, they're probably not going to break anytime soon. And if they do break, I mean, these guns are so fucking beautiful. Um, it's probably worth just making the small repair, you know, to keep the gun electric. Um, just because, like, if you if you play in long ops, like when we play at Lion Claws, or, like, if we were to play at other ops where you actually have to be on the field for extended periods of time, as fun as it is to use a gas gun... They're not practical. You're carrying all that extra weight. You have to fucking fill your tank back up. Then you've got to worry about
1: air and batteries. Yeah.
0: And so you're having to worry about two things instead of just one thing. And it's really easy just to carry an extra battery or two in an electric gun. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the e um, There were There was a hiccup um, with the use of the gun when I used it at Lion Claws then when I used it at the field... Out of the box, it was it was shooting initially perfectly. It was fucking shooting lasers downrange. I didn't have any problems. It chronoed perfectly. Then I get out to the field and I try to shoot at some enemies, and the BBs are dropping 50 feet. They would go out and just drop. And I was like, "What the fuck? Like this gun is brand new." That was the first time firing it. Oh, dude, no, no, it wasn't even my first time firing it. Oh, the, the couple okay. of times they fired it, it was shooting perfect. I take it out on the oh, fucking yeah. field. <laughs> And it started dipping rounds. I'm like, what (laughs) the fuck? Like, I'm like, great. The fucking gun broke. And we're just deploying. It's the last day of the op. There's only like three or four hours left. And now I got to fucking hoof. You know, I had to hoof it all the way back to the AO, you know, or to our campsite so that I can swap out the gun because I don't have time to deal with this shit. Um, And so what ended up happening is I'm switching back and forth between auto and semi. And when I shot in auto, for whatever reason, it would start shooting the BBs perfect out of the barrel. Like, it was just. You know, perfect, perfect fucking rounds. But as soon as I switched to semi, because I'm more of a semi shooter now, um, it would start fucking dipping in rounds again. It would occasionally shoot one straight and then it would dip rounds. So somebody was saying maybe it's because I didn't break the gun in, you know, like it it didn't break the um, the nub in or the hop up or whatever. And maybe that's part of the problem I've seen to put more BBs downrange. Because I know when Arnold had uh, his Daytona. Remember, he was just, like, shooting oh, bags fuck. of fucking BBs down that thing. He's like, it was, what are you doing?
1: Oh, I got I to gotta put at least 10,000 rounds through it just to break it in. Oh,
0: <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I might was, do that in... He uh, was shooting a ton. Four weeks?
1: Yeah, he was shooting a ton of rounds in the
0: Daytona. Like, it had that issue, too, where it was kind of dipping. Eventually, it started shooting farther out. So, I'm guessing, yeah, I just got some, maybe, you know, some break-in shit that I need to do. I didn't shoot it it's enough. It's not a Sima. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really don't want to have to tear internals out of this gun. I mean, if I had to, if I had to, I would. This is the version one. This isn't the upgraded version, so, um, you know, I mean, I I would maybe at some point consider putting in, uh, you know, like a F1 or something in this thing, but not anytime soon. I want to get, you know, use out of the internals. I'm not Arnold.
1: No. I can't fucking (laughs) tear out the internals of a gun and... Buy a brand new gun. Yeah. Maybe... 2000 rounds to it and be like okay putting a freaking polar star in it yeah daytona Uh, arnold's a local tech (laughs) who is also
0: an avid airsoft player he's uh, on our um airsoft team um team dark brigade and you know he 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 has a reputation for buying a brand new gun expensive inexpensive doesn't fucking matter he'll buy a brand new gun rip the internals out hasn't even shot it yet and upgrade it and then you're just like what do you do with the internals and so it's some people like he's bought some really beautiful guns and just like fucking ripped out the insides and left a lot of people with single tears (laughs) like oh my god if only if i could have that gun that he has um so uh, overall i like the gun hopefully it is a break-in issue um the the hiccup that I had is not enough to make me like dislike ENL. I still do plan on getting the v two. Um, obviously, if I run into the same fucking problems, maybe it is a breaking issue, and I'm not. It's not me, just with bad luck. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So the gun, fantastic. Recommend you buy one. I mean, I, I would say if you want to save money, it would be worth it to get a V one, <laughs> uh, a version one, because. You know they—they they seem to work pretty good. I mean, this could just be just a small hiccup. I—I I would totally recommend it. The, the value is still there. Um, now, moving on to our final thing, let me I get some know. water. We—we're—we're uh, we're gonna touch on um, op, um, Operation Copperhead, which is being put on by American Milsim, and uh, this AO is in Plias, New Mexico. At an urban training center, uh, takes place September third and fourth, which is Labor Day weekend. Um, runs about two hundred bucks now. I know there's early bird tickets that are available. Um, so many tickets per side. Um, there's PSA and the UFS. Um, I want to say the early bird tickets are one seventy five, and then every ticket that gets sold after the early bird price, it goes up to about two hundred after taxes and shit. Um, what do you get for that? Oh, oh, oh! Before I get to that, the player cap is 450. So, in 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 this this is a big op. Like last year was the first year that they did it there, and it didn't sell out, but it came close. And so this year, I think just from word of mouth, it's gonna sell a lot of tickets a lot faster than last year, just because people know what this fucking game is. Um, so I imagine that this one may come close to selling out again or possibly sell out. I mean, it's already selling a lot of tickets, and this game's in fucking September. So um, what do you get? Uh, It includes um, your Operation Copperhead 2 event PVC patch, um, an AMS event uh, veteran PVC patch, which basically it's like a small square that has like a star and a circle that basically indicates that you've gone to an op. So like people that have gone all over the place... And gone to like several AMS games. They might have a bunch of those fucking squares on their chest. Like it's basically like mean? a stripe. Yeah, I'm so fucking <laughs> cool up in hundred AMS games. So um, you get that patch. They give you an AO map, which is cool. I mean, how many times have we fucking had to make our own maps? And oh yeah, some people do good jobs. Some people don't do good jobs. Some, some people forget to bring maps. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and you get the ticket. Uh, you get a ticket for the end of the game raffle. Now, last year, the end of the game raffle was fucking epic. They gave away a shitload of pistols, shitload of rifles, I mean, high-end AGs, they gave away fucking, you know, uh, they gave away Polar Stars, they gave away, you know, vouchers for, like, uniforms of your choice, you know, size and pattern, um, you know, they fucking went out on, you know, pulled out all the stops, there were even, like, custom guns that they gave away that, you know, had a value of, like, 1500 bucks, I mean, they, they gave away a lot of good quality shit, and I mean... A lot of big events that we go to, you know, they might give away, say, like, six guns, right? And then they give away a couple other things that are equally big. All in all, they probably give away, like, 10, 12 things. we are talking about an event of, like, 400 people. They're talking about 12 things. Like, your chances of winning are fucking nil. <laughs> you know? You're not yeah. going to win shit. American Milsim, like, I remember the, the fucking giveaway lasted probably about an hour, but it wasn't just all talking, Swag. talking, talking <laughs> and... Throwing fucking all the free shit that they don't want to have to pack back up and take back with them, it's not all that stuff. Like you're getting, like they're constantly pulling tickets. I mean they're, you know they're giving away a ton of stuff. And I mean shit, they were throwing in the audience. They were throwing away. They were throwing out like Anola gay grenades, like twelve dollars a piece. You know they're throwing those the, that kind of shit out there as, you know, crowd pleasers. I mean you got to watch your mouth. You got to watch yourself though. They're kind of heavy. You know, you're not paying attention, you're fucking bloop, you know, get one upside the face. Um, so, um, me and, uh, our buddy Joe, who's not here right now, we would probably do this podcast with him if he wasn't being a little bitch or out of the country, um, enjoying (laughs) beautiful weather in an exotic country. Um, but, uh, you know, that aside, um... Joe and I are signed up and committed to go. Um, Possibly we might have another team member going um, who lives in the San Francisco Bay Area. He hasn't committed yet. Uh, My question is, is Ben, are you going to be able to scrounge up the money by September?
1: I doubt it. I would love to, but I doubt it. My work doesn't allow me to do things. (laughs) I have to pay bills first. Oh, man.
0: Well, we can cross our fingers and hope. Yeah, and you can like start Pray for socking
1: a fucking miracle.
0: You can start socking away twenties, <laughs> and then by the time
1: it's September, we'll, can we'll, we'll, we'll pull our airsoft celebrity hey, strings. Hey, hey, hey. I haven't seen a twenty in like six months. <laughs> all right, that shit goes electronic, and then it goes electronic. It's You're gone. Old. Oh man, I get paid, and then it goes. What do you want? If I'm lucky, I see I'm a happy. five.
0: So don't put. So uh now the game is is that Op4 is uh UFS Army, United Federal States. There's two hundred slots for that. Um the U the UFS Army, um, they get to wear multicam, despat, um solid tan. They basically wear tan variations of um several different camouflages. Um now the uh PSA is the Pacific State Alliance. It also has 200 slots available. And um they get to wear shit like Pencott, Multicam Tropic, CADPAT, Solid OD, Ranger Green tops, anything that seems to be like a green base. Um now there's an indigenous force. Um last year it was just uh the two slots. forces. It was just the two forces. So now there's this third force that's introduced and it's an indigenous force called the Lolosa Cartel. It has 30 slots, and it's invite only. Lame. Uh, they get to wear civilian clothing. Solid tan or green pants are acceptable. No camo, no helmets. Chest rigs are allowed. Plate carriers are not. So they're going to be like a civilian-type looking force, but what role they're going to play in the overall storyline, um, not 100% sure. I mean, they typically will, you know, release that stuff. Um, as far as, like, you know, story details and, like, what the briefing is for, like, the game and, and the op. Um, it was a hard-fought game. Just two just two forces. I mean, obviously having 200 people, you know, in a 30-man force. You know, 30, 30 guys on an invite-only team, even though it's only fucking 30 dudes. 30 dudes can fucking swing, yeah. swing a game one way or another if you're fucking... You know, talking about trying to capture objectives or flags and shit like that. Shit,
1: five guys can make a difference.
0: Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you fucking know how to play together, and being it's invite only, I assume that some of these people fucking know each other. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, 30-man force is nothing to scoff at. You know, um, I, you know I almost wonder if they're just going to be their own, own force with their own objectives and kind of sway however they want, or whether or not it's gonna be kind of like, hey, look, we're gonna, we want you guys to fuck with UFS, you know, UFS. We want you guys to fuck with PSA, you know, kind of at the behest
1: of, you know, game control. Doing a little alliance and right, and work together, and then the next thing you know, you get turned against and stabbed in the fucking back, or shot in the head, or something like that. Yeah.
0: So I don't know. Um, yeah. Overall, overall, this game was fucking badass. Um, if you're not familiar with uh, Playa, New Mexico and the Urban Training Center that's there, um, I'd go to the American Milsim website, and I would try to find uh, some video or like a map that shows the field where this AO is going to be. This AO is like... I mean, maybe back east, you, you play at AOs like this, but West Coast or a West Coast drivable game, this is a big deal because there's not... AOs like this That we get to
1: play At all the time Like no. Probably
0: like some Of the nice Airsoft fields We've been to is fucking, It's like a
1: wet dream It's Like I wish I could go <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I'll wake up And be like Damn it They're gone
0: Well like, <laughs> you know We've played at George Air Force Base Which is like A dilapidated oh, yeah. You know Retired You know Base It's just Fucking burned down Buildings Like just It's really fucked up Um It's It's still fun Like it's still a fun AO We enjoy going there Um but, I mean, in terms of, like, quality AOs, like, huge structures, you know, big, you know, big fucking huge, huge bases and, um, you know, or, like, industrial type shit, we don't see that too much. Um, you know, East Coast, that shit's a lot more commonplace. Uh, I mean, it's just the property values are too expensive here, and shit gets fucking knocked down, and they build. You know, it doesn't, oh, yeah. it doesn't just stay there. It doesn't sit alone. So, um. Unless it's Georgia Air Force Base. <laughs> yeah, unless it's George Air Force Base and fucking Victorville, then it doesn't matter because, I don't it's Victorville. So, um, you know, Amer- this American Milsim game is by far the funnest game I've ever played. Um, you know, close second was uh, uh, Op- Operation Fallout, which was in Hollister, California, at a field that I don't even know if it's still open um, or run by the same people, at least. Um, so uh that was a close second had a lot more rp involved but i was okay with it um again if you if you aren't sure what copperhead is give it a look because um it's it's something that even people that um do you know do airsoft type shit for a living um you know obviously they work for big companies and stuff they're like i can't wait for copperhead you know, even they are like, oh my god, this is like the fucking best they go. Reason being is because this training center is clean. You go into fucking buildings that look like fucking houses. They have furniture, they have, tel- they have tables, not broken windows, not broken doors. You can, you know, like, just... No holes in the wall. <laughs> I mean, you could fucking live in those houses. Some of them have, like, running, you know, they have running water, fucking power. Like, I mean, some of them have fucking TVs in them, dude. Uh, you know, and, and some of those are... They're actually closed up and locked off so that people don't go fucking up all the nice stuff, you know, that are in some of these things. Because this is an actual training base for, like, you know, federal government agencies, um, you know, for, uh, you know, SWAT team outfits out of state and everything like that. And so there's all kinds of uh, different training that takes place for legitimate – legitimate training, real-world training that takes place at this base. And you you see it because – the the grounds are very well taken care of, mm-hmm. and so uh, again, it's just one of those things that you don't really want to miss. Um, so I'm beating a dead horse at this point. If you haven't <laughs> if you haven't already checked this place out, check it out. You don't want to miss this fucking event. Ben's gonna try not to. We're crossing our fingers for him. We might have to. We're gonna it.
1: have to break out the make a wish. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're going to have to see you have
1: cancer or something.
0: Or uh, we're going to have to fucking start a fucking... Uh, Pull out the call signs. You know, a fucking GoFundMe or a fucking Kickstarter. Something. Um, you know, and be like, please, all I need is half the money, you know? So, um,
1: you know, the,
0: the, you know, it, it, it's, it's a cool event. So I'm, I'm fucking excited for it. It'd be cool to, you know, be able to roll like three or four deep, you know, to that event. Um, so... That uh, that is about it. This has been the uh, first official uh, airsoft-only episode of the Conversationalist podcast in existence, and Ben was a part of that history. Wow! Wow! It's oh, a fucking gold star and a blue. Fuck, ri- did I talk on
1: this? <laughs> in a blue ribbon for third place. <laughs> <laughs> I Uh, thought that was a participation
0: (laughs) medal. Yeah, you get a fucking participation medal, buddy. (laughs) So, um, you know, that's pretty much it. So, oh, and we're right at an hour. That's cool. Um, so, um, if you, uh, want to download or listen, you can check us out on SoundCloud if you're not listening to us on SoundCloud. If you found us on SoundCloud, you can also download us on iTunes. Um, you can email us at, uh, thatconpodcast, um, at uh, gmail.com you can check us out on twitter at that um at that con podcast and uh you can check us out on facebook at that conversationalist um so again episode 17 Jesse and Ben yo signing off wishing you a good day
1: later balcon dios